Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Fender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always. The other host, Taylor Wells, episode 95, coming at you today. Want to remind you guys once again to subscribe on whatever podcatcher you're on so you can get every episode as soon as it comes out and leave us a nice review and tell your friends, tell your friends about the Dusty Bender podcast. Say, hey, uh, this is a pretty uh, sweet podcast. Uh, sweet. The kids don't say that anymore. What did, what did Gen Z say nowadays? Uh, hip. hip. No, not hip. <laughs> I don't. Gro- groovy? Rad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely one of the... It's, it's on it's, fleek? It's fleek. Uh, on God, no cap. Mm, there you go. I, ju- I just said a lot of stuff that I honestly don't know what it means. Um, but but I think that that's... That if we have any uh, Zoomers that listen to the show, um, you you know what it means. And uh, hopefully I, I put the put the slang in the correct order uh, that you'll understand. The only Zoomers I know are... Th- there was that kid show growing up of Zoom. You know, so, it's a Zoom. So then I was the Zoomer. You know what I mean? Oh, two, one, three, four. I have no. Do not ask me how I remember that. <laughs> you watched that was, it yesterday. Like they, they literally incorporated the mailing address because they wanted you to send in like cool, creative ideas. They literally incorporated the mailing address into the show's theme song. That's brilliant marketing. Oh, whoever whoever was on top of that was really plus the you know the child slave labor. Well, yeah, but I mean, you sent something in, didn't you? Uh, uh, yeah absolutely um i actually created uh, now tell me tell me if this makes sense uh they did not actually uh air my submission because i sent them uh, uh instructions and schematics for a water balloon launcher mm. yeah they they don't like blueprints it kind of looked like a bazooka like kind of like i mm. it was a pvc pipe that was painted black with a giant rubber band inside that just fucking boom yeah. just launched them yeah, I mean, that was back in the time where, like, pipe bombs were probably a thing. So, like, maybe it just looked like a pipe bomb to them. I mean, you know, what, what do I know? All right, everybody. Today we're going to be building pipe bombs. First, get yourself a lead pipe. First, actually, first, <laughs> close the door to your room so your parents can't hear. Okay, great. Everyone's doors are closed. <laughs> oh, Good. the 90s. Beautiful times, man. Back when we, you know... We didn't have to fucking wash our hands all the time because we were just yeah. dirty and gross. Everyone was. Yep. Yeah, yep. That's great. Absolutely. Um, quick, some some quick shout outs here, folks. Uh, first off, once again, shout out to Johnny Miller for sponsoring the episode. Uh, Johnny would like to remind everybody to uh, shovel away around their fire hydrants nearby so firefighters can get to them uh, easily in in times of emergency. And uh, I'll once again, replace the batteries in your smoke detectors. And um, root for Tennessee teams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Meh. He's paying us. Hush. Yeah. I mean, the Tennessee te- th- teams thing is fine, but, like, shoveling snow around my fire hydrants is high level. We don't get enough snow here, and my smoke detectors are just constant. They're just off the wall, so... You know, I'll, throw, I'll even throw in one. Uh, the number of times that I've had to write about a house burning down because of a space heater. Like, oh, don't get man, those, dude. Dude, those are... If you're... Uh, find something else. Like, at this point, even a wood stove in your house is probably more safe than space heaters. Just open your oven for a little bit, right? Isn't that what people do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I... Jog in place. Yeah. Jo- <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Blankets? <laughs> you ever heard of them? 
know. I don't know. Something, something, any, anything other than that. Because the, the, it's, I, man, number of stories that I wrote about deaths that were from space eaters. Uh, I could probably count them on two hands. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but you only have like three fingers from all the fireworks, right? So yeah. See here, Dusty Bender podcast, trying to save lives. That's right. That's what we're here for. That's what we're world here peace for. and uh, fire safety. Absolutely. Um, shout out, actually a call to action and shout out here, uh, going through our, our most recent listens, by the way, if you are new to the show, welcome. Thanks for listening. Uh, tell your friends. And, uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or you want some dusty bender merch, just get a hold of us. We're on Twitter and Facebook and, uh, and, and, and we have a fax number too. Um, we're working on, we're getting our, we're getting, we're working on getting the fax line set up. I think Wells also has a pager. Yeah. It's six, nine, six, nine, eight, zero, zero, eight, five. If you, uh, if you, if you page Wells, uh, eight, zero, zero, eight, five, uh, you'll get a free hat. You'll get something else as well, but, uh, <laughs> this is a PG program. Right. Yeah, absolutely. This is a fam- this is a friendly, fa- family friendly program. This absolutely. is essentially Dusty Bender on ice. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That was, that was, that that was really good. good. You just you just come up with that yourself? No, I have a bunch of stuff written down, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> what one liners? <laughs> yeah, that's right. On. Just fucking ready to fire them off. So good. Um, shout out to our listener uh, in Frankfurt, Germany. Ooh, Wieners. Uh Guten Guten Tag, uh, listener. Uh, we we would love to learn more about you. We'd like to learn how, how you guys learned how you learned about the Destiny podcast. And uh, yeah, get a hold of us. Shout out, shout Heck out, yeah. shout out to you. Uh, I'm I'm as uh, speaking of NHL, um, you know, one of my favorite players in the league right now, currently Moritz Sider, and uh, I'm I'm sure as he climbs the ranks of NHL fandom and stardom, uh, he'll he'll probably be um, well. Who you know, we got we got the German gentleman Grubauer. He's not playing very good, but um, you got, yeah, you got maybe, Leon. Maybe one day, Drysaitel, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, who's the kid? Man, Stutzla, isn't he? Uh, I think I think Stutzla's German, yeah. yeah. Dude, there's gonna that that German Olympic team might be pretty might good, be dangerous, yeah. Might be uh, there. I don't know if they're gonna be as deep, you know, as U.S. or Canada, but that's that might be they're they're, they're building something there. They do. They got some. They got some ideas for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, shout us out. We would love to love to give you a shout out on the show and maybe get you get you some Dusty Bender merch over to Deutschland. There you go. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, I think that's about it. Wells, we we got anything to, for housekeeping? No. Just check us out. Uh, Facebook and Twitter is kind of our big big stuff there. I don't know if you already yep. saw that chance, but yeah, definitely uh, come hang out with us on on either of those, and we promise we we won't bite. So perfect. perfect. That hard. All right. Let's dive into it. Cool. Uh, the, uh, the the meat of the show here. Uh, crack and talk. Crack and vibe check here. Um, since we left you, the Kraken were uh, unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 the, the heights that they have reached by pole vaulting themselves with their massive road win dick. Mm. Uh, yeah. Phallus, I guess. This is a family-friendly show. Yeah, professional uh, term. Absolutely, yeah. Um, they, they were basically unstoppable. Uh, this team, we were literally joking on that this team would never lose again. And... Uh, the game after Boston playing Chicago, boy, it, it seemed like they might not lose again because uh, they went into Chicago, uh, even though we kind of had some 
they proved us wrong. Mm. You know, we were we were like, oh yeah, this 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 is one of those raw <laughs> games where you're just like, oh fuck, we should win this, and we're gonna lose. Um, they they did not. They they very much embarrassed the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, the final score was eight to five, but it, it that was not th- those kind of games run away from you when you're when you're up so much. Um, yeah, for, foreshadowing though. I mean, you think this is the game that uh, Taves didn't really like? I mean, I guess it might have been the, so. Yeah, I mean, I think Kaner kind of Kaner put up some points too. But man, I yeah, I mean, it's got to. You got to think that this is a team yeah. that is there. It's it's you've got management that is trying to make you lose. Like any any player that plays good. <laughs> Like you're, yeah. you're almost scared. Like if you want to be a Blackhawk, you're scared to play good because you're not going to be on this team very long. Yeah. How, so if you okay, so if you are, let's see, goal, goal scorer number two, and I have no idea who this person is, Isaac Phillips on Chicago. If you are Isaac Phillips, if you have a, a suggestion for Isaac Phillips today on how to continue to play for the Blackhawks for the foreseeable future, I mean, you oh. know, how do you do it? You, uh, uh, you continue to do what you're currently doing, uh, which is lose. Hmm. Okay. Because you, uh, if, if I'm Mr. What is his name again? Phillips? It's Isaac Phillips. Isaac Phillips. If I'm Isaac Phillips, uh, I, I probably have a good understanding to this point that I am on this hockey team, not because I'm good. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I think I've realized at the point where I am here because uh management wants to lose or they're okay with losing uh because even if if i'm isaac phillips i'm going man uh normally normally the goal is to win and uh we're we're losing a lot yet i'm still here so i'm just gonna keep doing what i'm doing there you go yeah yeah uh continue with the path continue with three points in 10 games that that's you know I think you know half a point per game. You, you're probably going to be at a bottom six role, you know, going forward for the for the really good Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, but you're not going to get moved, right? So you know you don't have to leave your family. No, uh, I, I'm I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if the Blackhawks try to pull up like Ilya Brizgalov at this point. That would like, be awesome. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why why don't they? Right? Like, I, I guess it's like. It's the Blackhawks, not the Coyotes trying to sell tickets. But, like, the Coyotes are having, you know, I guess they, they just finally won after, like, fucking nine-game losing streak or something crazy. But if I'm the, if I'm them, I'm trying to bring Datsuk in or something, dude. Thanks for reminding me of that. They lost, they, they beat the Red Wings. That was, that was good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know. It was a shootout win, and we had our – we had old Kraken uh, crack legend uh, Helberg. In. Nice. Yeah, so um, that's that's good. It, yeah, he's he's not good. Uh, he's not he's not a good. Red Wings outshot them by double, right? And yeah. still lost in shootout. Um, yeah, it was not it. Yeah. that that game was playing uh, right next to the Kraken game that I was watching at the Hub. Shout out to the Hub out in Spokane. Yeah. Um, also, ooh, also real quick, shout out to the uh, Corner Club out down in Moscow. Um, Dusty Bender's oh, Dusty Bender podcast supporting the Anchor Alliance bars that are uh, officially partnered with the Kraken. Uh, we were just down there uh, in Moscow checking out uh, checking out the area, old stomping grounds for college, and uh, stopped in had a had a beverage at the Corner Club. So shout out to them, and then uh, had a beer yesterday over at the Hub out in Spokane. 
There you go. You're you're hitting them up. I gotta. I gotta you're up two zero. I gotta fucking. I gotta come back here. Yeah. Well, three zero actually. Lord Stanley's. I haven't been there in a little while, but Lord Stanley's out in Spokane, so that's three rip. Jesus. I got work you, to do. Most of them are over in your neck of the woods. I, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, I uh, pretty cool. So I got like cool shit. We're gonna. I think the winner is gonna be the one that makes it to the the one up in Alaska. Which is probably going to be me. At some point, I will get probably. back there, you know. But uh, one day, one one day when when they when they erect the statue for Phoenix Copley. Yes, I will be there for the award ceremony. I'm actually I'm planning on handing it to him. Uh, yeah, if you didn't know, you're not you're not planned to, but you're gonna you're going to. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. So I'm definitely going to start drinking at like 7 a.m. and I will walk yeah. up and hand Copley the fuck. <laughs> the award, so yeah, uh, the keys to the city. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, back to the Kraken. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, and Chicago. Um, yeah. So recently, I, I get we could we're, we're jump around here a little bit. Um, so the Hawks recently, uh, they've been bad, historically bad, yeah. and they're they're trying to be. Like it's not. This is this is by design. They are not. They're not. This is not like oh fuck. We're you know we gotta. You know, start the rebuild or something. No, they they've they have definitely one hundred percent trying to do this, and pretty much the only thing that's stopping them from being any worse is Kane and Taze are still on the team, and because they, it's their legacy. You know, they made their names there. They're basically heroes in Chicago, and they don't they don't want to leave that legacy. They don't want to leave that stardom and that fandom, uh, but. The writing increasingly seems to be on the wall for them to leave, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you, you mentioned you know the Chicago game as or the the Kraken game as kind of an indicator. Uh, recently, two days ago, uh, Puck Empire posts a, a quote from Jonathan Tay saying, "There's a part of myself that still doesn't really want to admit the situation and also wants to continue being a Blackhawk and finish my career here, but at the same time, there's a part of me that sees the writing on the wall and sees that this team, this organization, is trying to hit the reset button and that maybe a change for everybody is not such a bad thing, and that goes for myself as well. So, sounds like Taze is open to the idea of getting traded, um, and you got to imagine that if Taze is, then Kane's probably right behind him. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you this, Chance. If if yeah. you are Taves or Kane, yeah, and you love Chicago and have had great times in Chicago, and you like, come on, you you've see, we've seen the writing on the wall for two three years now, right? In, in reality, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Don't you want them? Like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be a good enough person to say it's best for the team that I won a shitload of cups with? for me to accept a trade and go somewhere else because you know i mean like you know i think that to me is almost more of a good guy move than just you know i'm gonna stay here because i love the city yeah right like i I mean best for the team sure best for taze and kane no probably not like it's like they in school and shit like look they've got they've got three cups they have nothing to prove they're not they're not they're not trying to chase you know some Specks of glory. You know, you're not you're not Alex Ovechkin or uh, what's a better example? Heinrich Lundqvist. You know, playing into their late you know mid to early forties. Chasing, yeah, chasing chasing that last cup. You know, um, they've got the pedigree. They've won multiple cups. They've they've got the records. They've got they they've done it. They've they have nothing to prove. It, yeah. Both Taze and Kane are going to go into the Hockey Hall of Fame. So 
the idea here of so really their only motivation to get traded is a make more money and b chase another cup but they they don't need enough. they got three they have three cups like what 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 would be the point of that and you're when when you're basically considered an an athletic god in that place like i mean you're right you're right up there with uh, what are some other famous uh probably not you're probably not the jordans probably not I mean, you're not jordan but you're you're up there yeah yeah like i mean you're you're probably see, i'm thinking about it like you're probably right below jordan unless there's somebody with the bears that i'm missing i mean you, but yeah. the bears haven't been bears haven't been good in forever i mean the, yeah, their forever. old teams were good time. you know like brian urlacher or shit like that you're sure you're probably up in that realm Right, I mean, sure. it's pretty uh, known in the city. But but even but even like with the Cubs ending their you know hundred year stre- you know yeah. losing streak or something, like can you pick one athlete out of there that you know is is definitive? You know, like it's it it's not a dynasty. You know what I mean? Didn't Sammy Sosa play for the Cubs? Yeah, know. but he I didn't. Know. I mean, he didn't win anything with them. Sure. Um. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. And I think I think the other aspect that we don't really think about this way off cracking topic but um is like the family aspect right like you know i I think that's their home man yeah that's their home i think i think we you know just me being close with the ducks and stuff like that um gets off was the same way right he was kind of like hey you know shit i'm just gonna kind of hang out because i got fucking kids who were 10 and 12 you know what i mean like yeah you know if i were to go play in dallas k's K's. K Kane I like do K's. K's and Tane have merged into one entity. Um <laughs> They might actually yeah. Um They need it. It's funny, I'm not even drinking beer. I'm drinking coffee. Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh K's and Tane they've obviously got roots there. You know, like that that's their home. They're they're heroes. They're 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 synonymous. I'm sure they've got streets named after them. Sure. So, you know, there's there's that side of you that's like I'd rather go down with the ship and, you know, like Crosby. Crosby's never getting fucking traded. Sure. You know it. You know that Crosby is never leaving the Penguins. And their organization, as long as Crosby is with them, they're never going to hit the full uh, teardown button. So then, I mean, so in that regard, so in that regard, I I mean, you know, I don't, Taves is clearly not as good of a player as, as Crosby, right? Um, Kane, I think you could make an argument. Maybe I think, in his prime, you could say that he was better at certain things, but I mean, certainly not. Certainly sure. not. Now. But I mean, you think of superstar, you don't think of Jonathan Taves, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you could probably start to toss Kaner's name in there. He's been doing it for a long time, too, right? Um, but, I mean, this is weird, then, because if, if you know, just taking what you're saying as complete truth, mm-hmm. then the Pittsburgh organization is doing Crosby correct Instead of what has essentially happened to Taves and Kane in Chicago, right? That's disrespectful if that's if that's how we're looking at it in a fucking box, right? So, in a box, yes, but let's take in the context here. Uh, recently, Chicago has been mired in bad press. Um, in fact, it, it, you know, there's, I'm sure hardliner, not you and me, but hardliners would probably say that those cups are tainted now yeah. uh, due to yeah. the, the Kyle Beach situation. Sure. Which again, like it's that that is such a fucked up situation. In fact, that that one kind of hit. Like I was super sad for Kyle Beach because I Kyle Beach played for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. 
I watched I watched him play in Spokane. He was a fuck. He was a good hockey player. Yeah. Um. So it sucks that he that that happened to him and he got buried in that system uh, because of it. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of sympathy on my, on, especially for me from that front, watching that guy play. I think I even have shit that signed by him because I, I thought that Kyle Beach was super cool. Because mm-hmm. um, I knew he was going to do well on the show. Uh, so you, you could make an argument that as long as they're there, there's always going to be this, like, cloud. Right. Even, even though Kane and Taze didn't directly do anything. Um they didn't not not do anything. Well, and Tate's comments were not great for it, but No, he didn't he didn't handle it well. He 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 handled it like a professional when the situation merited a human response. Right. Not robotic you know? beep boop. Right. <laughs> like don't don't be like we did what was best for the team like oh fuck dude. Oh bro. Wait, let's retract that slightly. <laughs> yeah, let's let's walk that back a little bit. Yeah. Um like you know, if you're if you're speaking from that but but that's that that's that's classic hockey player thinking mm-hmm. you know like it's not about it's about the team right so i, I get that kind of but at the at the same time like those that those cups are now tainted in some ways and the management is tainted in some ways and i think they're trying they're gonna stretch you know I, I wouldn't be surprised and especially it opened up the door for all these other controversies they started piling on um, other aspects of it you know the the age-old fucking woke argument of the black hawk uh, getting changed, mm-hmm. which that's a whole other topic that we don't even need to go into at the moment. Um, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, but it, it's it just opens the door. And while they're there, I think they're just the organization's trying to move on. And while they're there, you you can't in spirit, and you and you fiscally can't. Yeah, like even you can't even get a you know they would love to bring on Connor Bedard, uh, which I mean, <laughs> what if they picked up. They get first overall pick. Connor Bedard comes onto the team skating with Kane and Taze. Like, we got who got the last laugh now, bitch? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> like, oh fuck. Yeah, I mean they could easily easily get the first fucking overall pick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But I mean, yeah. So, so but that's the thing is like a game like a game like this against the Kraken, where the Kraken literally just dished them six fucking goals against in the first it period. It was. That's disgusting. Game. Like you just you have to feel fucking defeated. Yeah. So I think that it's, you know, management's just warning them. Like if you're, this, it's going to be more of this. And I think management is creating a situation in which they want to, they, they want to, they're going to create a terrible team mm. that is going to force Kane and Taze to want to leave. But I think, I don't know, man, if I'm Kane and Kaze, I'm making good money. I'm a hero in this town. Even if the Blackhawks are bad for the next, you know, three, four, five years, the remainder of my years, it's never gonna. It's never gonna get rid of my legacy. Like the 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 die is cast for better or for worse. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't know. The, the only motivation to go to another team is to maybe make more money. But who's gonna offer Taze any you know an extension? Yeah, it's just not gonna maybe, happen. Maybe Kane. I think the the only thing. Yeah. So just to kind of wrap this up, I think the only thing mm-hmm. in this case is if I was in their shoes, yeah. I would want to go to a team that maybe just needed a little bit more veteran presence and see if see if you can have some energy back into into the game and stuff like that like you i mean there's no way that these two are enjoying hockey as much as they were when they were pushing and winning fucking cups right it's working out really good for duncan keith 
Yeah, he's out. He's, he's sitting on a fucking beach somewhere. Uh, yeah, but yeah, six goals in the first period. This was just a fucking landslide, and this this is the this is the perfect example of like, oh well, you know, they let in five fucking goals. It's like, dude, if you're up six one. Uh, there's a very good chance you're you, gonna let you it stop. You stop like, skating a little. Yeah, yeah it's you, you stop skating, especially when you know that the game is. Totally yeah, you put those hit, fourth so. liners in. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah, that's what happens. It's not, so I, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. It, it, I'm sure Jones probably wasn't happy about it because that's hurting his stats. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, a win's a win. So you've got and the and the shutout was already blown. So right. Um, so we're dealing with that. We head back to Seattle for. Let's let's start this. I, I want to get into this real quick because this this was a discussion that was happening in the hub. Uh, what the, this schedule that the Kraken are on right now is bizarre. Um, they head back from Chicago and they play Tampa like two days later at home, mm-hmm. and then they literally jump on a plane for a back to back where they go back to Edmonton where they started their fucking away road trip. Yeah, I mean. We've never said that the scheduling team is a fucking MVP, right? Like, it's yeah. It kind of just set, but it set the team up for failure on the, on these you know, 100%, two games. Like, hundred percent. So this it, was this was giving Tampa and giving Oilers essentially a free fucking win, right? Yeah, you look at any Tampa, any team, it's going to be hard to do that fucking turnaround. Yeah, I I think the so they they drop. The Tampa game four to one might as well have been two to one because two of them were empty netters. Mm. Uh, poor, I will give PP slaps to Haxtall on that uh, when he pulled the goalie. It was such poor timing. They had they had zone time for like three minutes when there was four minutes left, and they and he refused to do it. But then when they dumped in chase, they pulled it, and immediately it was dumb. Mm. Um, so four to one, and then uh, going up to Edmonton, uh, dropping at what five two? Yeah, five two, five two. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from watching that, because I watched both games, uh, my biggest takeaway on that was they looked tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From that, from the Oilers game, right? Uh, the Tampa game too. Yeah. Tampa game too. They got, they got to Seattle. They just looked, they, pl- they tried to play Tampa like they played Boston, but I, I just, there's nothing left in the fucking tank. Yeah. You know, just like they, they, fumes. They've been playing hockey back to backs and every other day for the last, you know, it seems like three weeks. Yeah. Um, they just they just seem tired. They need a couple of days off. They need to regroup. Um, the, I, otherwise, the Tampa game was good. They they kind of they didn't challenge Vasilevsky too much, um, and you know, losing two one essentially two one to the Tampa Bay Lightning is is nothing to is nothing to balk at is nothing to balk at. Yeah, uh, Tampa. Tampa's a good team. They're they're a Stanley Cup contender. Um, you know, if you, if you can beat Boston at home and shut them out, and then drop a close one like that to Tampa, uh, you, you've got no reason to worry. And what do you what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I don't disagree. I think I think fatigue is definitely playing a, a role in this game, right? Like you were saying. They just yeah. they just didn't have the legs. I don't think the Tampa game. The Tampa game. Or, but I I think fatigue was in both of them. I mean, sure. You're at the end of a seven game road trip and you go into bot into TD Garden. That's not going to be a fun game. But I think they drained themselves with that game, 
and then just happened to kind of jump on the fucking Blackhawks. Well, Chicago, Chicago's right. bad. I mean, You're right. So then, Chicago's you know, bad. so then they pretty much go home, and it's almost like a, they need a, like you were saying, they need a fucking breath of fresh air. Uh-huh. Um, and then, and then Tampa comes to town, right? It's just like fucking one after the other after a fucking seven game road. And trip. then a fucking, it wasn't the, even a back to back like at home. It wasn't like Edmonton was right. coming to Seattle. Like they got to Seattle, play one home game, and then they jump on a fucking plane again to a a team in a city that they just fucking went to right no it's horrible horrible schedule it's uh, it's honestly it's it's favored scheduling right i i do i do you know and and maybe every team deals with this and we're just this is super highlighted because we're for one following the crack and you know religiously and two it's very fresh and coming off a seven game winning streak right like you know there's a lot of different things in here that really highlighted these but yeah, I mean the the Tampa game, you know, that's just uh, yeah, that's just. That's I tough. didn't think they played bad. I didn't think they played. I I think that they 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 were tired, but they also were trying to play the same game that they played against Boston, right. where it was kind of control the play, shut things down, keep the keep and limit shots, mm-hmm. and you could just tell with the fatigue that it just wasn't like they were they were doing okay with that, but God, I, I don't think they challenged Vazzy very much at all. Yeah. Um, and when you're playing against Vasilevsky, you, you have to do that. So God, you got so, you got to pepper him to have the best fucking hope. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, that, but I wasn't. I didn't watch that game and be like, "Oh shit!" Uh, that that just nullified yeah. everything that we did. Um, I a two one essentially a two one loss to Tampa is not bad. Is nothing to balk at. Sure. Um, and then going up to Edmonton, like I. I don't want to. I'm not a person here that's just going to throw out games. Like just don't don't care about this one at all. But. God, I lean toward it, man. Like everything was stacked against them, mm-hmm. and when it comes down to it, they were just fucking beat. Like I, that's exactly what I said. I was like, they look tired. Yeah, they look absolutely fucking drained. Oh yeah, they were fucking toast, dude. It's just they, they were set up for failure. I mean, it's a it's a total fucking failure. I, I think I think that really, you know, um, just even listening to the announcers, right? So even listening to the announcers as they're watching the game and kind of making comments and stuff. Um, like Jones letting in some of these goals, it's just a lot of unlucky bounces, and those unlucky bounces a lot of the time just come from, you know, for one bad attitude, right? They have a bad attitude because they fucking were literally just on the road, went home and played a fucking tough Tampa team, and then had to come to Edmonton again where they just fucking were, right? So like, it's just a shitty attitude, right? So the vibes are going to be bad, you know. I don't care who who you are if you've ever played professional sports. Your vibes are going to be bad, um, and then the other side of that is you're you're fucking exhausted. It's a, it's a back to back. It's not like they went to Edmonton and then went and played Tampa at home on that back to back. No, they're on the fucking road on this back to back, right? Where they fucking just were, right? So there's just so many. Um, yeah, I just remember I remember seeing all like I, I want to say f- at least three, if not four. Um, actually, I think they, yeah. At least three of those goals were just fucking funky, fluky, you know, puck bounced perfectly fine for the home team. And it was just like, you know, a lot of, a lot of that comes from the exhaustion. So, yeah, I, I honestly, I'm with you. I don't think there's concern. Um, Connor McDavid, yeah, that, that, I mean, the goal was the goal was really good, but I think that was probably the only good goal. I, I, I agree. I, I don't know if any of the other four were really ones where you could. Der- Derek shit. Ryan, Derek Ryan's goal from his ass was <laughs> just fucking. Yeah, it's just a bad. It's goal. just a letdown. I mean, if I, I remember the play really clearly in my head because everybody in the hub was 
is celebrating because Derek Ryan's former Spokane chief. Mm-hmm. Um, he scored that from his ass. Like there was nothing Jones could do. Jones was actually like held in. He, he did to the desperation, like spread the legs mm-hmm. and he couldn't move because Dunn was on top of him. Right. So there, there was just nothing that could be done on that one. And uh, yeah, at the end, toward the end of the game, you could just tell that the Kraken had nothing left in the tank. They were just beat. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not worried about it. I still think that because it's very possible that we meet Edmonton in the playoffs. Um, I think that that's something to – that's going to be a good series if it, yeah. if it happens. I think I think the only other thing I want to highlight from this, uh, Kraken finally got a fucking power play goal. Fuck. So their, their power play has been absolutely atrocious lately. Um, still about middle of the pack of the NHL, so not horrible. But, I mean, God, we, we, I mean, you can't go into the playoffs and fucking Florida Panthers and go – what did they go? 0 for 42 or something stupid last year. Right, you just you can't do that. It's the playoffs. You gotta have you gotta have your power play humming. Uh, so good to the see folks that the, the folks were at the hub were joking around that we need a power play specialist, and they're like, "What's what's what's Yager up to?" Get, get Yager out there, bro. Yager skates. Yager skates like three minutes a night. Just just steps out for the power play. I mean, so you know, against against Edmonton, there's four penalties against the Oilers, so he would have played eight minutes. You know, that's yeah, perfect. There you go. That's fucking perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then, so. and then the other side of it, uh, the potent Oilers power play was over three, and that's another big thing that the Kraken have struggled with is the penalty kills. And so to see them, you know, Spe- shut down special that, teams has been rough. It's been bad, but it's been terrible. Seems to be getting, seems to be getting a little terrible, 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 terrible. But yeah, that over yeah. three is is pretty pretty decent. I mean, you could take that momentum, right? Right. So overall, um, wrapping up the uh, wrapping, I mean, setting an NHL record with eight eight road wins in a row, seven seven or eight. I think it was seven road wins, eight in a row. Eight wins in a row. Because of the the one Islanders win, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, setting a franchise record, setting an NHL record, uh, it's something to definitely hang your hat on. Uh, If you're a Kraken fan, I wouldn't be panicking. I'm not worried at all. Um, These are are two rough wins coming off of – they had to lose eventually. And the the schedule was just really not in their favor at all. Yeah. I think maybe it might have been different if they had back-to-back games at home, mm-hmm. uh, because, I, like I said, I think that for coming off a seven-game road trip, I think Tampa played they played Tampa well, um, but Edmonton, I'm, I'm going to just chuck that one up to fatigue. Yeah. And it's it, and I think now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, so uh, to, to wrap up the Kraken talk, we've got um, uh, I think they're on a home game home stand now, right? Yeah, yeah, they go on a little bit of a home stand, like mm-hmm. four games or something along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, their next game is tomorrow. As we record this, it's uh, the night of January 18th. I think they're taking on the Devils next at home. Yep. Devils, Colorado, Canucks, Calgary, Columbus, and then they go back on the road. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a decent little decent little streak there. Um, I did. I, I, I knew it was the Devils because uh, apparently a New Jersey Devils fan in the Puget Sound area took his plane out for a flight. And drew a giant devil's logo in the sky. I mean, like not not like, not like with smoke, but he, but his flight path was like the devil's logo. Mm, and, okay, uh, would have been cooler. They put po- they, yeah, it would have been cooler with smoke. But no, they, he like with his flight path, like if we trace it, like with the FAA, like it was it was the shape of a devil. Um, and I mean, speaking of, I saw this tweet and I did call the FAA uh, on him. Good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I report. I reported him to the FAA, and uh, hopefully they uh, 
shoot him down next time. Yeah, sent his flight path to Zoom. Shit, Mm -hmm. that's good stuff. All right, out of the Kraken talk. Moving on to some other stuff in the league. Let's. Uh, we got to talk about the uh, the elephant in the room here, or the Provorov in the room, rather. Mm. Uh, it's hitting headlines, shit that we don't really like talking about on the show, but uh, every once in a while, it seems like once or twice a year, this kind of shit pops up into the news, and uh, it, it grabs headlines. So, uh, Ivan Provorov uh, recently missed uh, warm-ups for, who are they playing? Oh, I mean, it's a good question. I want to say it was like, huh. uh, no, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to throw one out. I think it was fucking the Ducks. I think it was the Ducks, actually. You think so? Yeah. They were obviously at home. Yep, it was the quack attack. The quack attack. Okay, so taking on the Ducks at home, and uh, like like most NHL teams nowadays, they'll do themed nights uh, at their arenas and uh and we'll we'll create unique themed jer- warm-up jerseys to celebrate that themed night uh this one in particular was a uh, gay pride night and uh how that worked out was the philadelphia flyers were supposed to wear rainbow jerseys for their warm-ups and ivan provorov uh politely declined uh citing religious reasons saying that uh, he wasn't going to wear that because he's a Russian Orthodox, and uh, that goes against his religion. And uh, made headlines because because he didn't want to wear the jersey. He did not participate in warm up. He played in the game, um, but did not participate in warm ups. So, so the only thing, like timeline wise, right? Like, did someone in the crowd just go, "Where the fuck is where, where is Provorov?" Right, and then and then maybe. it comes up, you know, or was it like, "I didn't skate because I don't like this stuff." It, Based on the headlines, I don't think that's it. I don't. I. It sounded like Provorov didn't really get into the media until he was confronted about it. Gotcha. So I don't think. I don't think this was like a Tony D'Angelo situation where like he, you know, took a hard stance on the night before they even came up. Mm-hmm. I think he just, you know, basically what happened was is you know, it's an eighty-two game season, so a lot of the nights blend together, and you know the PR reps for the Philadelphia Flyers came in the jerseys that night. Or came in with the jerseys that night. They're like, "Hey guys, it's Pride Night. You got to wear these during the warmups." And ninety nine percent of the team, you know, I, were either excited about it or rolled their eyes and you know whatever. You know, next next week's fucking uh, military night and the week week you know, whatever whatever their mm-hmm. whatever their feelings were. And Ivan probably said, "No, I I not not going to wear rainbow jersey. Uh, this this not going to happen." So the PR were like, "Well, you can't." where you can't be the one guy that would be worse like we can't have you wear the philadelphia orange while everybody else is wearing rainbow so just sit it out and go okay this 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 is acceptable for me uh give me give me your give me your take on this and then i'll give you mine yeah i think i think too much of it's speculation right like even his comments and towards his comments and the gm's comments and shit like it just didn't answer any questions didn't make us feel better about anything um i think i think this is something you know you and i growing up playing hockey like for one right like we're not really religious so like like maybe we take that seriously if we're fucking religious as shit right like okay yeah i give him that i think i personally think that's a bullshit fucking excuse this guy hasn't opened a fucking russian orthodox bible in probably 20 years you know what I mean? Like, okay, so that, like, 
let's be let's be completely coy with this, but, right? Like, but we but we don't know that. We don't, we don't, we know, don't that. know that. Maybe that. maybe he does. Maybe he's got maybe he's got one in his fucking nook. You know? Yeah, yeah, and that's I mean, good good for him, right? Like we all have our vices. Um, <laughs> so so for me, that's that's strike one. That's total bullshit. I think he's making this sure. shit up. Um, two, it's a fucking jersey, dude. It's a fucking jersey. They're literally not making you skate around the ice with a fucking big old fat dildo in your mouth. Like, right. like, calm the fuck on, right. dude. It's literally just a like, and they showed pictures of it. I, you know, because I, it's not like I was watching fucking warm ups or anything. So it's a black jersey with the, the with the fucking logo and the and the numbers are just rainbow colors. Rainbow, yeah. Like, can you be any more fucking subtle, right? Like, just I don't know. It's just it's one of these things. It's just. I'm curious, you know, I obviously have a million questions because I want to fucking know who this guy actually is, right? Like, what, who he is as a person if I ever want to cheer for him in, in my life, right? Um, you know, did he did he have this circled on his fucking calendar and go, oh, this is Pride Night, right? Like, I'm I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not doing it, right? Like, I'd say probably not. I would, he just, I would, they I would tossed him the J in the, in the, in the fucking, you know, before the game. And, and see, the, me, the day or maybe even the week of, but I... It, I think the Philadelphia Flyers do not care. I, I think the players in the locker room do not care or follow what themed night is going on at the Philadelphia Flyers home arena. I think that's definitely a PR thing where they come in that night and they're like, hey, guys, we got some themed warm-up jerseys for you. Sure. And can I, can I tell you? It could be wrong. Sure. Maybe we talked to, you know, we talked to a, you know, Tyler Johnson or something. And he's like, no, man, no, we got, we, yeah. we care, we care about these themed nights a lot. I, I just don't see it. Right. Like it's an 82 game season, and we've talked. We, how many NHL players say like you know you get into the the lull of the the mid season where it's just another day on the calendar. You know, sure. like it's another game. Some sometimes you don't even know who you're fucking playing. You get off the ice and you're you have somebody has to tell you because I don't know what the. Do you think I check the skeddy? You gotta check the skeddy, bro. Gotta <laughs> check the skeddy. Come on. Um, yeah, the only, the only thing I'll add in, in, with, with with that thought, right? Like, I mean, there's almost no way that they could know that it was Pride Night before, you know, an hour sure. before the game. Um, he's just in a shit mood, right? And this is just a knee-jerk reaction. He built himself up. He built this whole fucking thing up, and, and he came to, I'm fucking religious, right? And I, I right. that bugs me. It's just like, you're just in a shit mood, dude. Like, just throw your fucking jersey on and be a man. You just don't you just you but, you are? It's a social take that you, it's a political social take that you're doing. You just don't like gay people. Yeah, and that's yeah. Or 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 uh, or he just doesn't feel that maybe 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 that's a little too harsh. Maybe he just doesn't feel like having to be outwardly supportive. And that kind of thing. And you I know, think, we can give him yeah. that cop out. I and I think we can give him. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just. And, and maybe it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around it because like it's just so easy to throw that jersey on and and to be honest with you I I fuck like you know half those guys probably don't even know how you know one gay person right but they're putting it on because it just doesn't fuck it like dude just let it happen let they don't the, care let the night happen they, right? they don't like, care I don't know it's they just, don't care I, 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 do, well, I don't like it but your point let's look at the other side of that coin like you and again going in NHL locker rooms like we we know. A lot, of, a lot of those guys are not PC. Like, a lot of those hockey guys are not. Like, they, a lot of them grew up in small towns, and they're just not worldly and cultured or, you know, they're religious or whatever. So, yeah, there's probably a lot of those guys that throw on the jersey because they just don't want to deal with the fucking... Yeah, they're probably not huge outspoken supporters of gay people, but they... They don't. They don't want to deal with this situation, so they throw the fucking jersey on. You know. Right. And and the the only the only thing that I would 
compare it to is like I mentioned military appreciation night. Most NHL games do this or law enforcement or something like that. You know, that's, that's, you know, an opposite side of the coin where I'm sure you've got guys that fucking don't want to support that either. Sure. You know, you've got guys that probably think the military is a bunch of fucking jackbooted thugs and they don't want to support, but they probably, but they throw on the Jersey. Sure. Yeah. Fuck. Get a Russian player to throw on a camo Jersey for us military night. Right. Like if so, what happens if Ivan Provorov doesn't? He's like, no, I don't want, I don't support the U.S. military. Fuck them. Like, do we have the same conversation? Is what I guess what I'm saying, and I, I, we probably do for different reasons. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah. So okay, so I think we're both in agreement here. I'm, I'm with you on the sense that like, it's very clear his intentions are not like he doesn't like have an aversion to refracted light. Like he's doing this, whether it be religious or he's just a bigot or just doesn't feel like outwardly supporting them, whatever his reason may be. Um, I think you and I both would throw the Jersey on just whether, whether we were supporting outwardly supporting or just, you know, it's another night at the game. Mm -hmm. Um, It's easy to do. Uh, I think I I can disagree with him, but I I will be, I will be that guy. That's like, unless it's in his contract, he doesn't have to fucking do anything. Sure. He can take the reprimand that he's fucking seeing. He wants to rid the this. whirlwind of this sure. bullshit. Sure, fucking it. That's his. That's his choice. Yep. That's his right. And it. And I think that that's that. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. And I think that that's what kind of torts said a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think. I think. And and I agree with you. I just. I wanted to fire it up because I do think. Sure. I do think it's bullshit. I think. I think you know his. It, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I genuinely think that he has an irrational hatred toward gay people. I think that that's. that's I think that that's probably that's 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 what it comes likely, from. Whether whether it, it is, be, whether it be whether it be whether it be personal or whether it be religious or you know or a mix of both, whatever it may be, he absolutely has an aversion to gay people. So homophobic. Yeah. But the but but he's allowed. It's it's not I like he went that. out. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. He he's allowed to not wear whatever he wants. Unless it's in his contract, if it says in his contract he has to fucking wear it, then then he's got to fucking wear it. Um, that's that that that's pretty black and white. Um, but that it, that's his choice. He can do that. And the only I'll I'll give him one counterpoint on this. It's not like he went out. It's not like everybody was wearing a rainbow a rainbow jersey, and then he comes out in like a I don't even know what an anti rainbow jersey would be, but like you know what I mean, like like an outwardly like angry towards. Something you know, whatever, like showing showing his abstinence mm. uh, in the support, like uh, you know, actively saying like a, a jersey that like shows that he hates gay people or something. The the Philadelphia PR team would never let him do that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and he's gonna take a lot of heat for this. He's gonna you know they're gonna outwardly follow him around and say that he hates gay people, and he probably does. But <laughs> as long it's, but but what I'm saying is is we live in a country where people have a lot of opinions and we all disagree on shit. Sure. And as long as you keep your opinions to yourself or you at least communicate them in a nonviolent manner, um, you can sometimes sadly, but you can get away with that shit because that's, that's all about being an American. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I do think, I, I mean, we overreact as, as humans, right? So, I mean, oh. I think, I think there's a huge, huge population that's just kind of overreacting to him just making yep. a choice um uh, if, if i don't th- right if i don't it's i mean it's not the right <laughs> in my opinion it's not the right choice right like sure. just throw that fucking jersey I, I on agree and, and be a good human being 
Absolutely, I would. But I, but I agree. I think I, I, you know, he can make that choice. What I don't like, and this will kind of go into. Um, so there's two things that I don't actually like from this. Um, I don't like the uh, double standard from John Tortorella, which we're gonna kind of get into here. And then uh, I think in general, and we touched on it slightly, uh, this jersey debacle, right? It's just a fucking cash grab. Yeah. Um, and so, I think, yeah. I, I think uh, I think uh, there's two things there. Yeah. Uh, no, you're you're 100 right. Um, I'll 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 hit on the jersey debacle, and then I'll and then I'll let you take the waves. Um, it, like at the end of the day, these these themed night. I I'm I'm gonna say it right now. I fucking hate all the themed jerseys. I don't care if it's military night. I don't care if it's gay pride night. I, I hate these themed jerseys because they are blatant cash grabs by the team in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, they're, it, they serve two purposes. One, to move more jerseys. And two, to pander to X crowd. Like any, like whatever the themed night is, you are pandering to that crowd and making it, you know, if we, oh, we, you know, we can't, so this it's all it's all like preemptive damage control almost like if we have a gay pride night and then inevitably when some ignorant hockey player says something stupid on a hot mic or something the philadelphia flyers can say oh no 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 no, we're not we're not homophobic we did this you know we did gay pride night mm. so it's it's damage it's preemptive damage control number one and then number two you're moving jerseys and it's just i don't know G- gary bettman gary bettman loves this shit gary bettman wants a themed warm-up night every single fucking night if he could, every single warm-up would be themed for whatever because that's new jerseys and that's new sources of revenue. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you 100%. And I think... All right, go, go ahead. Take, take All right, it. let me fire off here. I'm just going to fucking go for it. i got some things to say. Um, yeah, w- w- one of the things... So so maybe this whole ploy, you know, maybe maybe this is a whole, a whole thing. I don't know how much Provorov gets from each jersey sale, um, but there's, there's really one special night jersey that i want now and it is the flyers gay pride night jersey with the Provorov name on the back right so i mean that's something that i definitely would have in my fucking in my jersey count here right like that's that's now my new jersey that i want you know do i want it over the reverse retro of the kraken at this point like maybe you know but that's just that's my opinion right that's I, i have an asshole as well so i can have an opinion um, so yeah, but I, I agree with you. I think it's it's just all a cash grab for the league. There's it's the same thing with reverse retros. Um, I think it's good for the fans though. I mean, and I think I think you know from a money making standpoint, it is good for the league. But I think it's nice for you know especially just going back to veterans, right? Like it, it's tough to compare, you know, the military, uh, you know, uh, armed forces and stuff like that to uh, LGBTQ communities, right? I mean, there's there's completely different communities. I mean, not not in all cases, but. Um, you know, so so in that regard, like I think, you know, both communities like to kind of have that representation as well, even if even they know that it's just kind of a, a, a cash grab for the league. So I think it's still a good thing. I just I, I agree with you. It's just it's completely for Gary Bettman and team uh, to feel to, to, to kind of feel good and, and, and also make a shitload of money. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think the the other point of this, um, and 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 I'll even defend him to start. Uh, Tortorella basically came out and was like, "This, you know, I support what he's doing. Uh, you know, you know, making his decision, and it's his decision to make that decision, right? That's not a direct quote, obviously, but 
I, you know, so in that regard, right, he's, he is basically, you know, he, he was giving us a robot, a robot answer from a coach about a player for a decision that the player made, right? But I think, I think where I, I have a little bit of an issue with his response and the way that he dealt with this situation is that it's a complete double standard. And this is what John Tortorella does. He just, he hates the flashy fucking Zegris shit. Right, he wants people to fucking you know back check and and play in these games and shit like that. He scratches Kevin Hayes because, quote unquote, Kevin Hayes wasn't playing wasn't playing defense enough, which is literally what Kevin Hayes is good at is just playing defense, (laughs) which is fucking unreal to me. Um, No, I took a bad penalty. He took a bad fucking. You know what? You know what? So did you, John Tortorella? You fucking you know shaking the boards in in Vancouver and fucking sending your goon line out like. You also take bad penalties, you dumb fucker, mm-hmm. right? And so I, that for me, I just – that's what I don't like is this This holds a double standard to me where John Torrella is literally talking cohesiveness as a team, right? And basically saying Kevin Hayes is not playing for the team. He's playing individually. I'm going to scratch him. Provorov is also in this situation playing individually and not playing for the team. But he doesn't scratch him because it's arguably his one or two defensemen, right? And so – I just, I don't know. And that's what I don't like from Torts. I think, you know, Torts is sandpaper and he's supposed to be. But, I, 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 you know, I just, for me, it's just like he just needed to be scratched, right? Like, just scratch him. I, I, I get your argument on that. I, I I understand where you're coming from. And I, I think when you first told it to me off mic, I was, I was, I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily agree. Now I, I kind of see where you're coming from. Right. Uh, like, at the end of, now, is it, is it, is it on ice performance? No. Like at the end of the day, it's it's more of a like why are you stirring up off ice controversy? Sure. Like when this is easily avoidable. Um. So I I can see that perspective of like, dude, you know, you're just wear the fucking jersey so we don't have to fucking talk about this. Right. Um. But again, at the end of the day, like we we very much have said that he could have avoided all of this by just wearing the jersey for a whole, you know, ten minute warm up or whatever the fuck it is. But it's his choice. You want to do this? It's 15 minutes. And here we are. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I think if if you said that to Torts, he would probably say that, you know, this decision is not – it doesn't affect his on-ice play. Um, it doesn't affect, you know, the actual – Well, I mean – Going forward, I mean, it fucking might. Right? Like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. Garbage all year anyway, so it's you – know, Yeah, well – we could even just talk about the Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, it's they are garbage. But that was kind of, despite what Tort said when he got hired, that's kind of by design. Sure. Um, I don't think this team, it, if anybody, if there's a Philadelphia Flyers listener uh, that thought that the Flyers going to be good this year. Uh, Let's bring them I got on. Some land Come on. Come I got some land in Florida I want to sell you. Oh, man, I just watched the, this way off topic. Just watched, um, it was all about Hurricane Ida. Okay. Uh, they did like a it's like a four or five part series where they go over like a bunch of the, the earthquakes and shit like that and just kind of how like yeah. uh, you know. Anyways, it just reminds me of basically this the, the mayor of this island was like, yeah, you know, like we're we're just gonna rebuild and it's like they're literally having to build their houses like twenty five feet off the fucking ground on stilts because there's a fucking nasty hurricane that yeah, comes maybe, through. Maybe don't build... Yeah maybe, yeah, maybe don't put shit there. Like, it's just gonna get destroyed. Fucking... Or, or add more 
add more. Make make the land higher than the sea. Right. Yeah. Let's build a mountain in the fucking Caribbean. That's, hey, I've heard crazier things. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, quick, quick, a couple quick hits here. Uh, Stamkos hitting five hundred goals. That's crazy. Uh, I think he did it with a hat trick too. I mean, I, you, you got me there, but uh, yeah, the Stammer five hundred is is roaring in the the crowds down there in Tampa Bay. So, yeah. Uh, so Stammer Hall of Famer. Honestly, the old, the only reason that I even two cups, uh, right? I mean, that doesn't get you that into. Doesn't get you that in. doesn't get you in. Five hundred goals definitely helps. Um, yeah. I think the only reason that I'm even a little hesitant is because there was a couple years before the Cups where he was just out with injury, right? And so in my mind, it's just this void, right? Where, like, you know, it's hard for me to basically be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I like the Iron Man side of, of that shit, too. Uh, but I think I think in general, yeah, you got, you got to look at Stammer at 500 goals, two Cups, um, you know, captain of that team, just a damn, you know, damn good player, right? Like, who who knows what he would have been if he didn't, you know, miss essentially. Fuck, I think he missed like sure. a couple half seasons, right? So like, you know, who knows what he would have been if he didn't have restructured surgery on his fucking skating legs? What's uh, what a war? What a war? What's what's in his trophy cabinet? Good question. I, I think he, I think he has one. Uh, I think he was. I think he was around when. Does he have a Bing? That's a good question. I think he does have a Mem Cup, though. I was Let's just watching something Two times. Oh, he's got two Rocket Richards. Hey, there you go. That's enough. Two-time All-Star. Uh, named to seven All-Star games, which doesn't really mean anything. But I mean, yeah, you could, you could make an argument. Uh, two Rocket Richards, two Stanley Cups, 500 goals. I, there's, we'll put it this way: there are people that get in for less. Sure. Like the fact, the fact that we're going to put, we, you know, it's going to happen. You know that the Sedin brothers are getting in. Sure. So if the fucking Sedin brothers are getting in, then Steven Stamkos is getting in. I, so I think what I would argue is that, like, uh, will he get in? Yes. Should he get in? Uh, I don't know. I, I but in my eyes, the Hall of Fame now has degraded to the point where we kind of i'm not saying that we let everybody in but the the bar gets lower every year it seems like i wonder uh to get in to get into the hall of fame it seems like now now more days it's it's all about notoriety and like if you were just influential in the league for something yeah well I... instead of actually or a franchise player like if you were a flan- franchise player um you know uh, is it like like henrik lundquist is he getting in I think I mean you know Lundy still had some pretty nice fucking stats. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right though. I mean, we pretty much look at you know if a team has success, who's their star player, rather than you know what it actually means to be an all star, right? Whereas like you know, so I'd be curious to look and see like what the what the percentage of players who you know, we're at the top 10% in their era for points versus, you know, just letting in players from their respective teams, essentially, because they were the best player on that fucking team. 
Um, and, and I've had this conversation actually with people online about Getzloff. Uh, Getzloff has a cup, right? Getzloff has a cup. Uh, doesn't have any. Doesn't have any Rockard Richards. You know, doesn't have any. Um, doesn't have any MVPs. Doesn't have even any Selkies, right? Which you think of Getzloff as kind of a, you know towards that Selkie conversation, uh, right around a point per game. Right, so you know, a lot of people, a lot of people think that he's 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 kind of a shoe in, right? But it's I, I as a Ducks fan, even argue, I think a lot of that just comes from he was literally the best player on that team and was just carrying them. Um, so, so here's some you know. here's some rapid fire. So so Lundqvist, he has a Vesna. Sure, that's that's it. Um, NHL record says the only goaltender in NHL history to record 30 wins in each of his first seven seasons. Okay, kind of kind of one of those pigeonholed stats, but cool. Yeah. Um, first NHL goaltender to start his career with 11 straight 20-win seasons and became overall the 15th NHL goaltender to have won at least 20 games in a season 11 times. So, again, kind of a weird pigeonholed specific record, but cool. Um, he holds a lot of Rangers, like team-specific records. Mm-hmm. Um, most shutouts, most playoff wins, most wins, all-time leader in shutouts for the, all all these arrangers. Um, the one that stands out to me the most uh, for fastest goaltender to record 400 wins in NHL history. Yeah, I think that's the cool. other thing that's kind of cool with Lundy is I believe he came into the league at like fucking 30 or something old, right? I don't think I don't think he did like the, the you know we see him when he's 20. 324. Well, not a lot of goalies did that. That's kind of a new age thing. But um, I do think Lundy kind of came into the league at like 30 or something like that, which I think is cool. But again, I mean, this is, you know, so, so the other the other side of it, right, is you're basically looking at on the ballot, who is he going up against, right? Sure. Um, so that's a, that's a big thing for All-Star or, you know, for, for Hall of Fame voting. I think another way to look at it, and, and this isn't talked about too much. I mean, there's, there are some guys that do bring it up. But, uh, mm. you know, if you think of the era, right? So, I mean, if you think if you think of, like, the, the era that Lundqvist was playing in, there's, I mean, Luongo, right? I mean, there's, there's not a ton of goalies that you're like, man, this guy was clearly better than Lundqvist at the time. Carry Carey Price in his prime, um, yeah. But I think I think Lundy was, you know, it's just it's so right. So that's the hard part is building those fucking eras, right? So where where are the boundaries of that era? Uh, because I think I think Price kind of came in, you know, a little bit after him. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you know, Lundquist is going to be debated. I I think I think that's what you can draw the line is he is the best goaltender in franchise history. Yeah, hundred percent. For the Rangers, and and I think even Richter that, wasn't no. wasn't Richter. Richter was a Ranger too, wasn't he? Yeah, um, I think that it's that nowadays that's enough to get in. If you just lead the franchise, if you're if you're notable enough in your franchise, that's enough to get you into the Hall of Fame. Do I think that that should be the case? No, because if I had to make a list of top goalies of all time, I don't know if Henrik Lundqvist is even in the top ten. I don't. He's definitely not for me. Uh, no, I top twenty maybe, and he's in the he's in the low teens. Yeah, so so I will counter that with with the idea that goal scoring just continues to go up, right? So it's gonna be harder for goalies to get in. He he did play during the dead puck era. Yeah, right. So. 
Um, you know, I think where the le- you know people like Scott Stevens could just take somebody's head off and call it defense. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! I watched the fucking. Uh, I don't think it was the Korea one, but it was like a, I think it was a Scott Stevens like fucking highlights reel the other day, and it's it's literally just fucking head hunting. It's it's li- like. It's literally like these guys had fucking bounties on their head and he was just ready to fucking rally them. It's just crazy. It's crazy that that's where we've come from. It's just nuts. I mean, I you know, like I love to see those big hits, but man, I mean, like the Korea one, you know, Paul Korea, that's that's the biggest one, right? But like, man, we just didn't have any sort of thought process for these guys fucking like future brain injuries dude it's crazy so and that's it's i mean who cared we didn't care we didn't we didn't know what cte was give a shit didn't know what cte was and that was part of the game you know it it, that was that was uh you know if you if you took one of those scott stevens hits you were more more often than not it was keep your head up idiot like that that was your fault like you you know that scott stevens is gonna do that yeah, it's called puck watching, right? You're, you're right. puck watching. Like you, you got you got cut pot, you got caught. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um so last thing I I, I will say that yeah, Stamkos will probably make the hockey hall of fame. Yeah. Two um, cups because helps, he is no two cups helps. He is notable enough in the Tampa Bay organization uh, up there uh to the point where uh, you know he's he's the face of that franchise. You could you could argue uh, with Kucherov not far behind him, um, and then if if you go back, like you know his generation of the current generation of the Tampa Bay Lightning before that is Saint Louis and Vincent Lecavier. Yeah, um, I have a Saint Louis jersey, but, bro. Oh, I, like I like that a lot. Yeah, it's good stuff. So yeah, uh, probably probably most likely a Hall of Famer. Um, moving on, the Yotes. Uh, trying to make people forget that their organization is a joke, uh, just released their fifth, third jersey? <laughs> of the fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, were, we just got done talking about how I fucking hate these stupid cash grabs, and uh, th- that is obviously what they're doing. Um, this latest jersey, I, uh, if you can... Uh, oh, what am I going to say? They're fine they're clean boring uh i don't think they're anything special i still think the kachinas are better i I mean i know what they're trying to do with it but it's 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 barely over a practice jersey i think it's just not it's definitely not a third jersey it's i don't i don't understand i I don't understand i don't get it um well i mean i do get it it's a cash grab like they're it's the coyotes are hurting for money. They're not getting ticket sales like they were. I watched. I watched so a little bit. I was there at the hub to watch the the Kraken game, but the Red Wings game was on too. Um, the the few times that the camera would pan to the stands at ASU, it's just a sea of red. Like there were, it was one hundred percent. It looked like a Red Wings home game. Like there were more Red Wings fans there than Coyotes fans. Like a hundred percent. There's there was four teams when I would go to those games that would easily be 75 to 25%. So 75% the, the away team. Uh, yeah. Red Wings, Blackhawks, Boston, and Pittsburgh. If, if they were playing any of those teams, literally like, you know, it just, it was it was pretty much a Boston home game. It was crazy. Yeah, right. It's nuts. Right. And and that sucks. That sucks. I, I don't like that. I, I as, as somebody who was the Red Wings fan and like I'd be able to dunk on them, but like I don't, I don't like that. I like every NHL team to have a fan base. I want them to have like notoriety. I want them to have popularity. I want them to be 
liked. I want them to have fans because I want the game to expand. And while, you know, the, the Gary, Gary Bettman will literally never, ever move them because at this point it's just personal. Like if, if the Coyotes leave, uh, then, then, then Gary Bettman must admit fault. And Gary Bettman just can't do that. Gary Bettman can never admit that he's wrong. So at this point, the Coyotes are going to stay there forever. We're seeing it right now. Like the, any other, I feel like any other team or no, maybe not every, any other team, but most teams, if they were in the situation that the Coyotes were in, where they're playing at a, you know, two, two, 3000 seat arena, uh, they would have been moved. They would have been sent somewhere else. But because the Coyotes were Bettman's, you know, project, his little identity crisis, uh, where he, you know, he, oh, Phoenix is, has the highest TV ratings of, you know, most cities in the, in, in the entire country, uh, mostly because nobody wants to go outside because it's so fucking hot out, but because everybody's inside enjoying the AC and watching TV, uh, we're going to put a hockey team here. And I think the problem with that is that just the, the, you need success in a team to do well. And unfortunately the coyotes have really never had much of it. And, but, but because it's Gary Bettman, he's never going to admit fault. So he's never going to admit that mistake. And we're going to have the coyotes just, I guess what, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is like this, it'd be slightly different if the coyotes were good. Like if the coyotes were good and had to deal with this, they might survive it. But it, it's just, it's just one thing after another. Like yeah. it, the, the, on top of having a 2000 seat arena, they're also bad. So I will say I've been following this uh, this story a little bit. Uh, they do have like the initial votes to build a new stadium in Tempe, which is where that fucking stadium used to be. Um, so just you know, Tempe or Scottsdale is the perfect place because that you know majority of the Coyotes fan base is actually on the east side of Phoenix. Uh, so instead of in Glendale, which is where it was, so this is geography fucking lesson for everybody. Uh, west side, you have to drive in fucking traffic hours. It takes almost three fucking hours to get there from the east side of Phoenix. Um, just fucking stupid. And, and a majority of their fan base is out in the east side, so you might as well build it out there. So Tempe is considered the you know east side of Phoenix. Um, so it, it will be really good. And I think with this draft, right, so Coyotes you know, losing nine games in a row definitely helps them get another impact player at the top of this draft. Um, I think by the time that they have a stadium locked in, uh, they could potentially time it almost perfectly that they walk in there and that team is fucking good, right? Um, so I think I think you know there there is some potential. Uh, I just you know I, I think I think unfortunately right now with with the way the team is and the way the team has been for one with that ownership group you're never gonna fucking win anything. They're absolutely shit. Um, and two, the other thing is I think they're kind of selling this venue as a, hey, ASU is right here. You want people to go to a fucking big ass concert like Ed Sheeran or, or 50 Cent or something. I don't, you know, I don't know whatever what I'm talking about. But, you know, you want people to go to this venue. That's what we're building this for. And then the Coyotes just happen to fucking play there. Right. So I think I think they are kind of selling it like that as as much as I don't, you know, have anything to do with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It's hard to sell a fucking shitty franchise, right? Um, to the same city, right? I think I think that's the difference there. Yep, yep. I couldn't agree more. All right, last thing we wanted to talk about: uh, Canucks have made the news recently. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit about the Vancouver Canucks. Are, are they are they still a hockey team? 
Uh, surprisingly, yes. Uh, okay. They do still exist. Uh, so yeah, there's just there's been a ton of stuff that's come out around this team, and it's kind of it's kind of funny that it's happening at the same time where the Kraken are having some success. Uh, sure. Not against the Canucks, like we've talked about, but you know, success in general. Right. Um, right. But yeah, basically, so basically, the you know GM, uh, I think it was Rutherford, came out and pretty much just said like he wasn't he was disappointed in the job that he's done. Um, you know, it's not a quick fix, but he doesn't like the moves that he's made and shit like this, right? Um, but the other side of this is as I've also seen articles where basically the one that I like, and I wish I wish I still had it up and had the name of it, but uh, to, to give the author some shout out, but uh, basically basically saying that Bruce Boudreaux is being quiet quitted, right? So you heard, you've heard of quiet quitting, right? So you basically, yeah. you know, you're just yeah, kind of yeah, there yeah. and you're a fucking zombie and you show up and do your work. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that essentially they're just kind of holding off until the end of this month or, the, or you know, the beginning of next month to basically get rid of him, um, mm-hmm. which is just hilarious to me because, you know, we, I mean, we used to talk, Bruce Boudreaux used to be a pretty decent coach, right? I mean, you know, um, I think there's either something more wrong with this team or Bruce Boudreaux just doesn't have, you know, his style just isn't good anymore. Um but yeah, just a just a really interesting situation that they have going on up there, and uh, I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what they do. I mean, they have some contracts that I don't think they're going to be able to offload. Uh, but essentially, you know, like we were talking about, they're sellers, right? I mean, they have to be sellers this year, uh, which is an interesting thing because they've kind of been fighting it, but they they got to be sellers. I, I, I they've needed to be sellers for a while. Um, I don't know if they'll do the full-on teardown. Uh, it seems like ownership has been fighting this for quite a while now. But, yeah, I, I mean, you're, this team is... They have, they've tried to do the rebuild on the fly. They've tried to just add pieces to give Elias Pettersson, you know, the, the tools that he needs. And I, I just... It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to... You don't have enough pieces there to make it happen. This ob, There's something obviously not right with this team. Uh I don't know necessarily if it's, you know, well, maybe, maybe it is a Buffalo Sabre situation where you've got, you've got too much riding on one player, you know, like it, the team lives and dies by Elias Pettersson. And if you're not Connor McDavid, these team that, that, that just doesn't, well, it hasn't even worked for Connor McDavid. Um, you know, I, I think I'm more of like, I, I akin it to uh, like a Jack Eichel situation in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't quite. I, so I have PD on one of my fantasy teams, and man, that guy's still putting up points. And actually, he's th- he's thrived under Boudreaux, which tells me that you know Boudreaux knows how to get the best out of his best players. I think in I think the turnaround that we've seen with Elias Pettersson from his two kind of down years. I, I think twenty twenty was weird, and then twenty you know last year was just a little funky. Um, I think I think the big the big turnaround is you know indicative of. Boudreaux actually doing a good job. It's just, I, I honestly, the, the vibe that I get from this team is they looked almost too analytical and didn't think of what actually shapes a fucking hockey locker room. Uh, okay, I can buy. Yeah, that. so I, 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 I've always had this weird like JT Miller has a bad attitude. Bo Horvat's not a fucking leader. Uh, Ekman Larson hasn't been fucking good or a good leader. The reason he was shipped from Arizona is because he wasn't a good leader, right? So like thinking that Connor, thinking that Connor Garland's going to become a thirty goal scorer. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Con- you know, Connor Garland, Connor Garland needed to go somewhere where he could. He knew where his minutes were going to come every night. Whereas on this Canucks team, there's guys that are paid higher than him. Where you know, some nights you got to stick him on the third line because you just you got too many fucking rich bodies on the team. Well, and and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of attention being put on the star like the the so-called stars of this team. Like you said, JT Miller, Bo Horvat, Connor Garland, um Mikheyev. Uh, I'm not big, necessarily He was he was brought in from Toronto this year. He he was a big okay. uh, free agent signing. Yeah, they yeah. yeah. Um, him anyways and they didn't even pay that. Yeah, it's, that was that was that was not good. Elias Pettersson, uh Brock Besser has been, you know, Pettersson's great. Besser is I think if Besser were properly motivated or happy on the team, then he'd be playing well. But it seems like he was kind of over being on the Canucks two years ago. And then Kuzmenko is the only – so Kuzmenko is the only guy on the third line that I, I know. Uh, Sheldon Dries, Jack Studnika, who are these fucking guys? And then the fourth line, Dakota Joshua. Dakota Joshua, That that's a fake – that is a generic <laughs> NHL name. Generated. Um yeah, exactly. Um, Dakota Joshua. Exactly. It should be D- Joshua Dakota. Yeah, that's what's funny. He's like one of, yeah. one of the only guys down there that's playing pretty good. That's pretty. That's funny. Uh, Curtis Azar and Will Lockwood. Like it's when you, half of your lineup is no names. Like it's just this isn't a deep team. This isn't a deep team. This team is going to live and die by its first and second line. And if they're not producing, then this team is. Bad. Tyler Myers, though, bro. Um, Come on. Is he even still um, there? I don't fucking know. Yeah, he's on the second line, unfortunately. Uh, Quinn Hughes probably hates life. Uh, Luke Shen, is, his days are long gone. O- OEL, I mean, they, they fucking hook, line, and sinker bought into that. That was oh, dumb. That's crazy to me, dude. So so, uh, so let me ask you this. Go ahead. This is totally, you know, you're, you're, you're not actually a Kraken fan. you got to put that out of your fucking mind when you're thinking about this team. Who do you keep? And who do you who do you move on from? Like what you know? Who who are you trying How to shape? Pedersen, twenty twenty four. Okay, you hold on to Pedersen. Yeah. Um, hoping that you can do a quick rebuild in in two to three years, uh, and get him in his prime. Uh, you hold on to Pedersen. You hold on to Kizmenko. You hold on to Quinn Hughes. You hold on to Thatcher Demko. Yeah, I think Demko's just hurt. Uh, or yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just kind of everybody. Hurt. Everybody else on this team, it, you could make an argument that Connor Garland. You could keep him. He's perfect for trade bait. But if you actually had a decent team, you could put Connor Connor Garland for he's he's a secondary scorer. Yeah, like he's it, second line player. Yeah. It, Perfect. Yeah, he's a second, third line. Play. Like, if you put him on a good third line, like, oh, Christ, can you imagine Connor Garland on the third line and on the Kraken? Just fucking rallying. Oof, that would be dangerous. Um, it's, but he's, but, you know, they're putting him on the first line, and he's he's being he's being asked to provide primary scoring, and that's just not, that's just not Connor Garland. Um, so that's just not going to happen. But, you know, J.T. Miller uh, doesn't sound like he's a good locker room dude. Uh, Bo, Ho- Bo Horvat needs to probably go. You could probably get make some good money off of him. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev, you just signed him. Keep him. Why not? Brock Besser's got to go. Brock Besser needed to go a while ago um, because he's he's done with the place. Uh, Kuzmenko, again, Kuzmenko kind of falls into the Connor Garland conversation of like he could round out your bottom pairing, but at the moment, 
his value's high. Um, I'm sure there's some there's some contenders right now that would probably definitely be interested in him. Yeah. Um, your your defense. Uh, who's who's gonna who's gonna give you anything significant for OEL? I mean, you're looking at you're looking at tops a second round pick for that guy right now. You're, I mean, you're you're basically you're looking you're looking at a team who actually doesn't need any sort of offensive defenseman. You're just hoping he can play a good enough two way game yep. to to help you in the playoffs. I mean, that's that's where they're at with him right now, which but is crazy. Nobody wants nobody wants Ethan Bear. I don't even know who Kyle Burrows is. Tyler Martin, you can't get there. No one's no one's going to take Come Tyler on, chance. Maybe take no. a chance, chance. For maybe for a maybe to round out like a third. Yeah, maybe he goes yeah, on to the Red Wings and round rounds out their third sure. pairing. Sure, maybe. Um, but in OEL, you know, you're going to get bad return on that. And Luke Shen, I, again, kind of yeah, the same boat. Dude. Doesn't look. What are you going to What are you going to get for Shen? You know, I, I just I don't know. I it. This would be the year to try to tear it down, but you're, you know, you've you've been so stubborn to this point where you're kind of out of the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unless you want to lose every single there. There's actively, what would you, what would you say so, uh, conservatively? How many teams in the NHL are actively trying to tank to get Connor Bedard? One, two, three. Four. Five in the West. No, I would I would say I would say Columbus is not actively trying. They they wouldn't go get Drew Drill if they were trying to tank. But that's fair. But I, that's fair. That that they kind of fell into that, especially when when Marensky went down. That was the dagger. That yeah, was the dagger. Um, um, Chicago is a is a blatant tanker. Um, Coyotes have been a blatant tanker for I think the last two three years. Ducks. Ducks, ducks actually made some moves that they were they thought that they were going to be wild card teams, and then they were like, "Oh, we still have fucking um, <laughs> the, the head coach." I can't even fucking think of his name right now. He's just such a piece of shit, and I don't want to. Drink. Well, I I don't know. I you don't pick up you don't pick up John Klingberg because you think you're going to make a playoff push. You pick up John Klingberg you're because so you know that he could maybe put up some goals, and you can trade it. You could flip him at the dead. Yeah, yeah. I think the Strom and Vetrano moves were. Maybe thought yeah. to be a step in the right Fair. direction, but I think it was just okay. I think it was just to hit the the. Now that we look yeah. at it, I think it was just to hit the calorie sap. Or San, San Jose definitely was trying to. Tank. I think San Jose was trying to tank. Um, so you got one, two, three, Montreal four. Uh, do you want to throw Philly in there, even though they said they weren't? Maybe no. not. I mean, it's not. It's okay. not like they made a ton of moves. So. Okay, so four to start the season for sure. Now, now you look at it, Ducks, so one, San Jose, two, uh, Vancouver, three at this point, Chicago, four, Arizona, five, Montreal, six, Ottawa, seven, uh, probably not Detroit, uh, Columbus, eight, Philly, nine. Yeah, that's probably, so you've got nine teams that are pretty, pretty much going to start. Yeah, you've you've got you've got nine to ten teams right now that are that are actively trying to you know be bad or at least see the writing on the wall and are going to start shifting gears here. You know the, the the Senators I think understand that they're not going to make the playoffs. Red Red Wings you could probably even throw them in there if you wanted to. Maybe even Buffalo. Senators and Red Wings are, are Senators and Red Wings hurt my soul a little bit just because they made so many moves to push right and then it's a process. Red Wings ran into injuries and Ottawa just. Uh, you know, underperformed. 
Um, it's a process. I, I don't th- – things just – classic classic Red Wings, it just doesn't seem like things win our way this year. Um, you know, we were supposed to – first off, you know, working from the back, you're talking – you're supposed to have this goaltender battle of, you know, we were going to have 500 – you know, 50-50 crease with Nedeljkovic and Huso, and they were just going to battle it out about who's the best, and, you know, we're going to – it's that it's going to be a good problem to have because both goalies are just going to be great. And now Nedeljkovic is fucking sent to waivers and is playing in the AHL. He didn't even get claimed. Yeah, that's not good. Like he's playing in the AHL right now. Our guy that was arguably supposed to lead us in goals this year, Verana, just scored his first fucking AHL goal in like ten oh, games. Fuck. So he's not doing very well. Um, and he was supposed to like. People were slating him to be like a 30-goal scorer. No, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people's fantasy teams who definitely were thinking that he was, you know, <laughs> he was going to put up some points. <laughs> oh, shit. That's crazy. All right, so so back to Vancouver. I just I, I, I do yep. want to focus on them for a second uh, to kind of round it out. Yep. Uh, seller, are they sellers at the deadline? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Okay. No, do you think versus uh, – we know I know I, I know you think they should. Will they, though? Will they, will they embrace it? They're going to be less sellers than we think. And the reason is because of the season that a lot of these guys have had. Um, but, you know, they're not going to get they're not going to want to get rid of the, the Kuzmenko's. They're just going to ask for outrageous. They're going to they're going to ask for a fucking astronomical amount of stuff. Right. So Bo, Bo Horvat, his contract's up. Right. So that's that's one that for sure will get moved. There's no way they're keeping him. They they. But you're move. not getting a first. You're not getting a first round pick for Bo Horvat. I think. I think because he is in, a bona fide. Second, unless he agrees to resign. If yeah, he resigns okay. with the new team, then maybe. Okay. I I do think he's a bona fide second line center. Yeah. Um. So I think I think you know there are there is room for that and could push to a third line center on a on a really deep team. Um. So I think he's definitely part of their trade bait. But it since his but agreed agreed but like right unless he agrees to re-sign with that team as soon as he like a trade and sign, as soon as he if they don't do that there's no, like a lot of teams are just going to be like yeah we'll take our chances in free agency, we'll we'll wait till he hits the wire. But the but the playoffs aren't like that though right so like the trade deadline is more no that's right. trade deadline is more let's load up uh, for the playoffs and, and tra- this this is our year <laughs> you know so I think in that regard right like he does bring a team. Um, oh, there's plenty of trade bait on this team. Plenty, plenty of trade bait, right? I mean, the, the whole first line. I'm looking at Daily Faceoff right now. The entire first line is trade bait. JT Miller, Bo Horvat, and Connor Garland. And Bo Horvat has all those. All those guys. People. They should be taking phone calls on all. One hundred percent. And but Bo Horvat has thirty goals in forty four games this year, bro. That's pretty nice. He has. To, he needs to be top trade bait. What they What they will do is they they will get a better offer from a team who can fit him in next year into their plans, right? So he he, w- he would easily, I think... How old is he? Uh, t- uh, let me say 27. Oh, my God. Okay, dude, I'm a little older. I'm a but, stud. Yeah, I mean, he's getting age. into his prime. He's probably, you know, he's in his prime years, uh, if you if you go by, like, NH- NHL stats. Yeah, so I, and so he, he's, he's big time. I think, you know, I, I personally, if I'm, a, if I'm a Vancouver's fan, I'd rather see them keep Garland over Brock Besser. And and the reason being, I think Brock Besser is more of an offensively talented player. Carter Garland Besser doesn't want to be Car- there. He doesn't want to be there, and Carter Garland fucking grinds and has that offensive ability as well, right? So I think Connor Garland is one that I would actually look 
Um, if I get a fucking, if I get a first for him, fuck yeah, he's gone, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. So I think, I you know. Are you taking offers on uh, Thatcher Demko? <sighs> I don't know their pipeline for goalies. Uh, Spencer Martin's been okay. Um, I don't think so. It's 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 a it's a Gibson situation where you don't want to, you know, he's good, but are you gonna be are you going to be good during Thatcher Demko's window? I mean, if if you get calls for if you get legit offers for Bo Horvat, Brock Besser, J.T. Miller, or Ilya Mikheyev, a guy like Ekman Larson, Demko's twenty seven. He is theoretically in his prime. Goalies got a little. Goalie, goalies are goalies a little, are a little different. Yeah, so maybe thirty is is kind of their prime. But I think, I think if if I got if I'm getting nice offer calls for those four forwards, especially and maybe even Chuck Ekman Larson in there, yeah, Demko's got to be on my list because there's almost no way that by the time we get back to relevancy, like, you know, he's probably 32, 33. So so maybe yeah, he's a Gibson. He's a Gibson. He's a maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that too. Uh, it, uh, okay, coming up on the hour thirty mark. Uh, but but let's let's last question for you. Do you think Gibson gets traded? I fucking hope so. I fucking hope. But so. but to be honest with you, no, because he he goes into games yeah. now, and we saw a little spurt where he was kind of hurt and was out and stuff like that. And and one of the Ducks prospect goalies, uh, Lucas Dashto. He came in and man, he played some good fucking hockey, getting forty shots a game, mm-hmm. right? And like maybe he's just not tired of being shelled like Gibson is. But Gibson is like it was like seven. He hasn't been he hasn't been broken by the yeah hundred percent. But Gibson's last like three or four games is like seven goals allowed, six goals allowed, six goals allowed, five goals allowed. You know, I think Salak yeah. Salak played the last game, but you know. I mean, you can't blame the guy. You he has literally no defense. You can't blame him, but I think at the same time, it's one of these things that uh, I forgot who the writer was, but someone brought up like he just hasn't worked on anything in the last few years, and so I think he looks he's, like he's shit. Given he's given up. up. Like it's he's just like whatever, dude. He knows this. He knows this team is bad. He knows that they're not going to be competitive. Uh, it's yeah. I, I I don't think anybody was fooled by their half-hearted. You know, picking Strom was. Honestly, I think that if I remember correctly, when you heard about that, like you're like, yeah, that's good, but like that's infuriating. Like, just let it die. Well, and he's blocking he's blocking the centers that need to actually be there, right? So, so what Strom signing has officially done this season is pushed Zegers to the wing, which that's not good for Ducks fans. You don't want him on the wing, no. uh, unless Connor Bedard falls into your lap, and then sure you stick him on the fucking wing, right? Um, Okay, but so let me let me turn this back around on you at at one thirty and twenty two seconds here. Do you want yeah. Gibson on the Kraken? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I definitely okay. want Gibson okay. on the Kraken. I hundred percent want Gibson on the Kraken. Um, I don't know if do, that right? like at least I don't know if that trade happens. Um, like it's unless unless it's a situation where you know it's a it's Grubauer and a first for Gibson. Ooh, which it could be. You know, and it probably it's probably it's probably not even it's probably more than that. It's probably Gibson for Grubauer, a first and a prospect. I think you're right. Uh, that's that's what if if I'm the Ducks GM, that's what's going to get my. Uh, I, I I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I'm not even talking to you if you don't have uh, a, a, a you know a first round pick for sure. 
a nice prospect for two. And then I understand that you have to salary dump a fucking Grubauer, right? Right. Well, and and we can use him. Like we're going to be bad anyway. Um, we can use him. We need we need a veteran presence here while we you know groom our young guy. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a kind of a morazic situation. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, I mean, do I think that's going to happen? No, but I I think that ron francis is gonna i don't know i it, at this point i'm not sure i think ron francis has gotten to the point where he's kind of thinking that he's galaxy brained all this shit um to we, we can we, we always uh, for those who are new to listeners we always do have uh, a trade deadline episode that like kind of a pre-up and then we we go over the actual trade deadline uh coming up on that in what a month month yeah, or so close okay um so we'll recap it then um I, but my early early prediction for that is i i think the Kraken are pretty quiet at the deadline to be completely honest with you. Um, that that's not what I want. I would rather them be, I would rather them double down. Um, you've got, you have significant depth right now to where I, you could probably get away with trading like Morgan geeky or something for some better defense to sure up that back end a little bit. Um, or, or fix the goal. I, at this point, the goaltending is the issue. Like we love Jones, and he's doing great right now, but his track record indicates that got it. He, he this this we might be bound for a regression. Yeah, you got to improve um, goaltending, man. Yeah, we're we're bound for regression here, and uh, it, it's it's only a matter of time until until Jones kind of falls back to. I love the guy. I, I definitely will start him. I, I stand by what I said. Jones Jones is the starting goaltender. Grubauer from now on is a back-to-back guy or, you know, multiple nights yeah. guy. Like he's 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 playing 20 to 25% of the games going forward. Yeah. Jones is your starter. Um but that being said, I just uh, I don't know. Trading away Grubauer would Im- would would imply that Ron Francis made a mistake. But that being said, he he eagerly ate uh, ate crow on Giordano. So maybe maybe he's okay with it maybe if the if the offer's right and he could i i think it de- it 100% depends on if you can move Grubauer. you can't bring in another starting goaltender and have you you you've t- theoretically you got 3 cuz Chris Drieger's sitting in the wings right. <laughs> is he still he's still on yeah, IR he right is. he's he's getting okay. he's about so, a month away i think you, theoretically you've got Drieger that's waiting in the wings that could be chomping at the bit to take some time away from Grubauer. so this is, I mean, you've got, you've potentially got a problem coming up here where you've got, you're going to be paying a go, you know, a, a supposed starting goaltender $5 million or over that to essentially sit on the bench or play in the AHL. So I just, ugh, it's, it's, it could be, it could be t- potentially a problem here. So I would see the trade deadline as a way to fix that because you don't need, this team's playing well. You, you don't need stellar goaltending. You just need, acceptable goaltending because that's all because that's all jones is jones isn't blowing anybody away with his goaltending no. he's just he's just playing acceptable to good hockey he's not playing incredible he's definitely not in the top 10 he's just he's playing good enough to keep cracking in the games and let them do their thing that's all we need yeah yeah big time you know and uh and unfortunately that just doesn't seem like you know grubauer had that one good game but i i, I just don't i'm not we, we've seen that when we give him any leeway it it turns around to bite us in the ass big time so that's that's my thoughts on that all right anything else no i think that's it for me 
that is up for us. All right, everybody. Once again, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you guys. Um, hope you guys are enjoying the show. Please tell your friends about us. Let people know that we exist. Uh, recommend them. Steal their phone. Hit subscribe on whatever they listen to. Uh, podcatchers on music apps. We're on a bunch of them. Uh, tell your friends. Leave a nice review. And uh, if you guys are interested in any merch or anything, we'd love to do that. Um, if you guys are interested in advertising, hit us up. We're, 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 our DMs are open. So get a hold of us if you're a fan of the show. We, we'd love to hear from you. We love shouting out new fans, uh, reading some cool reviews. We actually we will do that next episode. We, we recently jumped onto Apple Podcasts and saw some fun reviews that were left for us. So read those on the show. Give some shout-out to some people. And, uh, yeah, Wells, anything else? Uh, to fax us, it's 6969-80085. And just... Eight six seven five three oh nine. That's it. There he goes. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening in, and we'll see you next week.